Strolling through my recently refurbished home, a profound calmness enveloped me. The aroma of pristine paint, retaining its tangy and novel essence, lingered in the atmosphere. The fragrance of polished wood mingled with it, creating a symphony of smells that reminded me of my labor over the past few months, transforming this place into a home. My eyes swept across the room, absorbing the modern minimalist design, sharp lines, soothing neutral tones, contemporary furniture. Yet, the home also radiated an air of timeless elegance, with its vintage artwork, dark oak bookcases, and Persian rugs. But something was missing. There was a large, blank wall in the foyer that screamed for a centerpiece, something grand that would tie the modernity and the classic elements together seamlessly. My search led me to an antique shop on a quiet, unassuming Saturday. The shop sat in a corner of the city, away from the bustling market areas, its existence almost a secret. It was an enchanting, ramshackle place, its interiors dust-laden and brimming with objects that seemed to whisper stories of the old world. There, hidden under a sheet, I discovered it, a large, ornate mirror. It was magnificent, the frame impossibly old, made of wood as dark as the deepest night. The intricate carvings danced around the edges, a labyrinth of unknown symbols and mythical creatures intertwined in an eternal chase. Its surface was so immaculately polished that it almost seemed like a portal to another world, rather than a mirror. As I pulled the sheet away, its sheer grandeur seemed to breathe life into the room. My heart responded to it, a deep, resonant call that stirred something inside me. Despite the shop owner's wary glance, there was no hesitation on my part. His brows knitted together as he watched me approach, and he gave me a curt nod, a silent understanding passed between us. I could see he was parting with something more than just an antique piece, it was a slice of history, a relic of time that had witnessed countless reflections. As I handed over the money, our hands brushed. His hands were old and calloused, with age spots dotting them like an old parchment. But his grip was strong, the grip of someone who had held on to many precious things over the years. I bought the mirror without a second thought. The drive back home was a blur, the mirror safely wrapped in the back of my car. The empty wall in the foyer seemed to beckon the new addition, an open stage waiting for its star performer. The purchase was done. I was oblivious to the monumental change this simple act would bring into my life. Once the mirror was securely mounted on the wall of the foyer, the once vacant space immediately transformed. The mirror was like an ancient monarch, its dark wooden glass shimmering with a sense of history and mystery. Standing before it, I felt a tingling anticipation, a strange excitement to see my reflection in the enigmatic relic that had seamlessly blended into my home. As I stepped closer, my heart pounded in my chest. I expected to see my own reflection, a man in his early thirties, hazel eyes, sandy hair, instead, the room behind me started to waver, like heat shimmering off sun-baked pavement. My vision blurred, then refocused, and the modern elegance of my foyer melted away, replaced by a grandiose Victorian-era ballroom. Impossibly, I was no longer in my home, but in a world of chandeliers, 
brocade draperies, and gowned aristocrats. The sound of an ethereal waltz filled the air, the sweet, poignant notes of a piano swirling with the soft whisper of violins. I was not a spectator, I was dancing, my hands wrapped around the tiny waist of a woman whose beauty took my breath away. Her eyes were pools of emerald green, her skin as fair as porcelain, her auburn hair piled high in an elegant updo adorned with pearls. Her gown, a marvel of forest green silk and white lace, swished around her as we danced. The hushed conversations, the delicate clinking of champagne glasses, the rich laughter, all faded into the background as we twirled around the dance floor. The moment was enchanting, surreal. I was lost in her gaze, in the music, in the rhythm of the dance, right until she suddenly gasped. A hauntingly painful sound. She clutched her chest, her green eyes widening with terror. Her weight shifted, and I could do nothing but hold her as she collapsed, lifeless, in my arms. A jolt of fear brought me back. I staggered back, my heart hammering in my chest. The grandeur of the ballroom vanished. Instead, my own reflection stared back at me from the mirror, eyes wide with horror. The beautiful woman, the ballroom, the waltz, were all gone as if they never existed. But in their absence, they left behind a shock that numbed my senses, a confusion that twisted my thoughts. And along with it, a deep sense of loss, as though I had been violently torn from another life. I touched the cold glass of the mirror, half expecting it to ripple and drag me back into the ballroom, but it was just a mirror reflecting the face of a man who had just glimpsed into the unknown. The first encounter was over, but the journey had just begun. Time, relentless and unyielding, continued its march. The once novelty of the antique mirror became a somber part of my daily life. Each passing day was punctuated by heart-wrenching moments of joy and terror, as the mirror revealed the past it had witnessed. Days turned into weeks, and every single glance into the mirror took me on a journey through time, placing me in the midst of lives that were not my own. One day, I found myself laughing heartily at a raucous Christmas dinner in a cozy Tudor-style dining hall. The room was filled with gaiety and warmth, the air thick with the scents of roasted turkey and cinnamon-spiced cider. The joy was infectious, the atmosphere enchanting, until it was shattered by a fatal carriage accident on an icy road just outside the house. Another day, I experienced a splendid voyage aboard a majestic ship cutting through the icy waters of the North Atlantic. Elegant ladies and distinguished gentlemen gathered on the deck, their laughter carried away by the salty sea breeze. But the laughter soon turned into screams, the elegance into panic, as the ship met with an iceberg and sank, dragging hundreds of lives down into the watery abyss. These events were not mere images or sounds. I felt the warmth of the Christmas dinner, the taste of the festive cider. I felt the cold sea breeze on the ship, heard the dread-inducing crunch of the iceberg against its hull. I was living these lives, sharing in their joys and their terrifying ends. In desperation, I tried to rid myself of the mirror. I shrouded it in dark fabric, moved it into the attic, and even attempted to sell it. But, each attempt was in vain. Like a faithful hound, 
The mirror always found its way back to the foyer, its surface as clear and polished as the day I found it. It seemed to have an undeniable bond with me, and I with it. I became less of an owner and more of a participant in a tragic play, doomed to relive the past lives etched in the mirror's history. The initial thrill of experiencing different eras slowly turned into a haunting nightmare. I had become a puppet to the mirror's will, living the last happy moment and the tragic end of each previous owner. It was a horrifying realization. I was stuck in a macabre waltz with the mirror, swept up in a grim rhythm of joy and death. My heart ached with the weight of a thousand tragedies, each one a heavy stone sinking into a sea of sorrow. And with every passing moment, the dreadful reality of my situation pressed harder against me, a crushing truth that offered no escape. As the days grew heavy with my experiences, desperation clawed at my sanity. I found myself seeking aid from anyone who might have an answer. Historians, scholars of the arcane, psychics who professed the ability to commune with the beyond, paranormal investigators who brandished strange gadgets and whispered about energy fields, I opened my home and my dilemma to them all. Each visitor was captivated by the mirror and the eerie phenomenon it held within its glass. The historians admired the ancient carvings and speculated on the mirror's origin, tracing its roots back through centuries of human history. The psychics meditated before it, their faces pale and lips murmuring silent conversations with unseen presences. Paranormal investigators spent hours, their devices buzzing and beeping in the stillness of my foyer. Their intrigue, while comforting, yielded little in the way of a solution. The most insightful was an elderly psychic, a woman with eyes as clear as the mirror's surface. She told me a tale that had been whispered to her by the mirror's reflection. It was crafted centuries ago by a craftsman consumed by heartbreak and regret. In his despair, he had poured his desires into the mirror, his yearning to relive the joys of his life before meeting his own untimely end. The mirror was an embodiment of his soul, his wish echoing throughout the ages. The tale sent shivers down my spine. The mirror was not evil. It was not malicious. It was a longing trapped in wooden glass, a yearning for different endings to tales that had been written in stone. Its creator's sorrowful tale resonated with me, adding another layer of tragic beauty to the exquisite piece. But this understanding brought me little comfort. The mirror, remained a painful mystery, its reflections a constant torment. Despite the knowledge of its origin, its curse was unbroken. The melancholic tale of the craftsman added a profound sadness to my situation. His sorrow had spanned centuries, and now, it had latched onto me, a sorrowful echo resonating in my own existence. I was caught in a cycle of joy and despair, a timeless loop from which there seemed to be no respite. The relentless march of the mirror's tragic tales escalated with each passing day. The experiences it thrust upon me became more vivid, more tangible, and undeniably more harrowing. It was as if I was not merely viewing these past lives, but feeling them seep into my own reality, poisoning my existence with their sorrow. Sleep, once a peaceful escape, became an elusive beast. Every time I closed my eyes I saw the mirror. 
I saw the faces of its previous owners, etched with joy one moment and terror the next. My dreams were haunted by the phantom touch of a lover's hand, the cold sting of icy seawater, the gut-wrenching lurch of a crashing carriage. The fear of what the mirror might show me next started to gnaw at the edges of my sanity. My once-perfect home, my refuge, had transformed into a haunting prison. The mirror, a silent tormentor, brooded in the foyer, waiting for the moment I dared to glance at it again. Its presence was an oppressive weight, a silent specter that draped my home in its melancholy. I found myself withdrawing from my own life, the world outside my haunted home fading into a distant memory. I stopped seeing friends, stopped stepping outside, stopped doing anything that made me feel alive. The dread of having to pass the mirror, to meet its gaze, became an insurmountable wall, blocking me from living my life. I started to feel as though I was dissolving, my identity eroding with each sorrowful tale. I was morphing into an empty vessel, a shell designed to carry the emotions of the mirror's previous owners. Their despair seeped into my veins, their fears echoed in my heart. I was living a myriad of tragic lives, my soul echoing with their dread and sorrow, but I was no longer living my own. It was an unbearable reality. Each day was a step deeper into the abyss, each moment a searing reminder of the tragic cycle I was trapped in. The mirror had trapped me in its web, and with every breath, I was becoming more entwined, losing myself more and more to its haunting reflections. The relentless wave of sorrow and despair was consuming me, eating at the very fabric of my existence. I could not bear it any longer. The constant cycle of joy and terror, the ceaseless march of the mirror's haunting tales, threatened to drown me. I decided there was only one thing left to do. Summoning every ounce of courage I had left, every sliver of the spirit that was not yet consumed by the mirror, I walked up to the antique piece for what I vowed would be the last time. Preparing myself for another wave of tragedy, I steeled my nerves and looked into the mirror. Instead of a grand ballroom or a sinking ship, I found myself standing in a humble woodworking shop, filled with the smell of sawdust and linseed oil. A man, older, weathered yet strong, was diligently working on a frame, the same intricate design that adorned my mirror. I watched, captivated, as he meticulously carved each detail, his hands moving with a rhythm that spoke of years of practice and a love for his craft. I could see him pouring his emotions into the frame, each stroke of his chisel echoing with his love and sorrow, his hopes and despair. With a sigh that spoke of finality and acceptance, he put down his tools, a softness replacing the hard focus in his eyes. He turned to the mirror, taking a long, hard look at his reflection. Then, with a tranquility that surprised me, he collapsed, lifeless, onto the wooden floor. His face, however, did not hold any expression of fear or sorrow. Instead, it radiated a sense of peace, an acceptance of his untimely end. He was ready to meet his fate, having lived his life, cherished his happy moments, and prepared himself for the inevitable. Tears streamed down my face as I found myself back in my foyer, my own reflection staring back at me from the mirror. In the craftsman's end, I found an unexpected strength, 
a newfound resilience. The mirror had shown me countless tragedies, but it had also revealed moments of immense joy, profound love, and deep human connection. A realization washed over me. I, too, had a life to live, a world to experience. I had to embrace the joy and the pain, the beauty and the tragedy, and prepare myself for the inevitable end that awaits us all. With this newfound understanding, I began to live again. I ventured outside, reconnected with friends, rekindled my love for life. Every time I passed by the mirror in the foyer, I would nod respectfully, but never allowed myself to linger, never allowed my gaze to get lost in its depths. The mirror was no longer a portal, to a thousand lives, but a poignant reminder of the fleeting nature of life, and the importance of living my own to the fullest. It was no longer my tormentor, but my teacher, a silent mentor guiding me towards cherishing each moment of my existence. The haunting mirror had transformed from a prison into a poignant memento of life's transient nature, reminding me to live my life to the fullest, one precious moment at a time.